Who are you? Hmm. I'm Andrew. <laughs> Cop out. <laughs> I am. Um, I'm a guy. Like I think I'm just a guy. Um, I don't usually like to identify myself by nationality or ethnicity or I mean gender. I mean I. I mean I I I, I do identify as a guy. I don't know why that one's okay. <laughs> I, I, I feel pretty comfortable with that one for some reason. Um, but I mean, if you wanted to get into specifics, if you wanted to break it down into all the different categories, I mean, I am so many things, you know, and I, and I think by saying them in a specific order, it gives weight to the ones that are at the beginning as if those are the most important ones, but they aren't necessarily. So disregard the order because for narrative flow, I've moved them around a bit. Um, I am American. That's an identity that I don't always toss out at the beginning. <laughs> and I think that's partially just because living overseas for so long in a different country and wanting to be, wanting to assimilate into that country, I think your own nationality or sometimes your ethnicity as well can be a barrier to finding commune with other people who are different from you. I'm a, I'm a new immigrant, so-called new immigrant. That's a Chineseification, though. Xin, Xin Zhoumin, which is a reference to people who have immigrated to Taiwan from somewhere else. Um, I mean, I've been here for 20 years. I don't know how new of an immigrant I am at this point. <laughs> um, that's an identity that I'm only recently, like, kind of owning. I've never used immigrant to, re to refer to myself, but I kind of like it because usually when people use the word immigrant, they think of somebody from kind of poorer circumstances or who have moved to work in a different country or migrant workers. I mean, yeah, I guess technically I came here to work, but not to work. <laughs> I'm having too much fun. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm going to hate that. Like when I hear that years from now. <laughs> um you know what I mean, right? I mean, the way Americans think about immigrants is like, oh, Mexico, right? Which is not a loaded concept at all, right? <laughs> but I think it's also lo loaded here in Taiwan. So I, I mean, technically, if you look at the meaning, the actual dictionary definition of immigrant, yeah, sure. Why am I not an immigrant? Why, why do we save it only for people that had no other options but to come here to work? I'm a sighted person. Um, and I say that because I hosted a show with a blind person. So a large, a large part of my identity in that show is being someone who appreciates the world visually and accesses the world visually and interprets the world visually. Um, I'm a radio announcer and I do TV. <laughs> so recently I began hosting a TV show uh, called New Faces in Taiwan. And the people that we interview are all either foreigners or foreign spouses or new immigrants. Um, I mean, there are many different categories of foreigners, but we're all kind of foreigners. We're all people who are not from Taiwan originally, not born and raised here. These are topics that I avoided for many years in Taiwan in my bid to assimilate into Taiwanese society and to really learn Chinese and be a part of 
Taiwan. Um, and it's only now in my 20th year in Taiwan that I'm starting to kind of come full circle and look back at where I came from. And there's opportunity for me to feel solidarity with all these other different people, um, which is something that I think that most non-Asian people in Taiwan don't feel. I think it's the first show, TV show in Taiwan where they've asked a foreigner to host it in Chinese and it's about foreigners. And I feel like if I do my job properly as the host of this show, then my identity is also fluid as I host it and as I meet people and as I interact with so many different people from so many different places that have this one thing in common that we're all here in the same place. And so I find there have been some interesting moments where as the host I stand alongside Taiwanese people in looking at these interesting foreigners and in getting to know these interesting foreigners who have come to my country. And there's also, you know, some interesting moments where I stand with the person I'm interviewing and look back at Taiwan and say, hey, isn't this an interesting place that we've come to or an unusual place or a difficult place that we've come to? I have something in common with you. So my other show in which I... I host with a blind co-host. I feel like my role is also very fluid. Um, in that show, when you watch that show, if we do it properly or we do it the way in which I think it's most successful, is as the viewer, you can't decide if this is a show in which a Taiwanese person is bringing a foreigner around Taiwan or if it's a sighted person bringing a blind person around Taiwan. So it's... It's a shifting in, in identities, a shifting in roles, a shifting in vulnerability, because, you know, sometimes we're leading, sometimes we're following. So I, I actually, this is also something that I think is really connected to my identity. I like, I like to be, I don't know, a shapeshifter if possible. <laughs> um, I like to, I like to blend in, but I also like to, to not blend in when I don't want to blend in. Because so many of my identities are identities of power, right? Being a white man, it's kind of boring. <laughs> All my friends in high school were like Korean Americans <laughs> or, you know, women or, you know, people of color. Like just that, that's so much more interesting to me. I mean, that's part of the reason why I ended up in a country where I am not a ma majority ethnicity um, person. I think as a white man, it's fun to kind of get rid of that or, or except that now, now that I'm here, it's like, everybody's like, you're the white man. <laughs> you know, That's why, that's why I enjoy those moments where my Taiwanese friends are looking at me, not as the white guy, but as Andrew and our, like our conversation has nothing to do with my ethnicity or, and I mean, there I'll meet people in Taiwan and I'll know them for 10 years and like, everything they ask about or point out like you feel like they're bringing up my Americanness in the way they're phrasing it <laughs> um or that's just kind of like their go-to place for topics or it's exhausting it's really exhausting now I kind of have an idea of why you know some people like Asian Americans are like man I would be so annoyed <laughs> like can't we talk about something else please <laughs> So yeah, I, I enjoy shape-shifting. I enjoy those moments where I suddenly realize that I'm the only person in the room that looks different. 
but I didn't notice that or I couldn't tell from the way other people were looking at me. The reason I came to Taiwan was because uh, when my parents were in Singapore, my whole family learned Chinese. They, they learned it independently from me. Uh, and I saw my parents were taking Chinese classes and I thought, oh, that's fun. I'm going to do that too. So I took Chinese in college. My brother took Chinese in college um, and I'm the only one that stuck with it. And then when I graduated and didn't know what I wanted to do as an adult, I decided to come to Taiwan. So I applied for a Fulbright scholarship, came to here on a, on a Fulbright scholarship my first year. Um, decided to stay a second year. And my first year in Taiwan, somebody said, how long are you going to stay here? And I said, oh, for a year. And he's like, yeah, wait until you meet all the other people who said they'd be here for a year. And uh, that year has turned into the 20 years. And I think, um, obviously, I love Taiwan. I would not be here if I did not love Taiwan. But I think also, um, Taiwan has been very good to me and has uh, presented many options and many possibilities I think also because I'm a very positive person. I'm, a, I'm not, by any stretch of the imal- imagination, a malcontent. And there are certain people who come to Taiwan and are malcontents, and they don't last. Um, and they are very negative about everything, and they have a hard time seeing positive things. Um, that I'm not that person. I dove in headfirst, and I went for everything, and I loved everything. And when people... Taiwanese people tell me, oh, you're, you're, you are like a Taiwanese or you, um, are, you're more Taiwanese than a Taiwanese. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. It's nice. It's nice. Um, I, I appreciate that very much. Would I identify as a Taiwanese? I, not in English. New Taiwanese. Xin Taiwan That's a, a phrase that is tossed around and it's usually used to refer to kids who are usually their father is Taiwanese, their mom is like Vietnamese or Indonesian, so-called foreign spouses. So these children of these um, mixed marriages of Taiwanese and Indonesian or Vietnamese or even Chinese from China, um, these kids are known as new Taiwanese. Um, Right now in Taiwanese elementary schools, one in 10 kids is new Taiwanese, so-called new Taiwanese. So the product of, um, you know, Taiwanese, one Taiwanese parent, one usually Southeast Asian parent. And so Taiwan is being forced to kind of reevaluate what it means to be Taiwanese because it no longer means you're either ethnic Chinese or have Aboriginal blood. It means now you could be part Vietnamese or part, you know, anything really. I taught university in Taiwan for six years. I taught broadcasting and uh, they have these, they have these thank you dinners for teachers where the students treat the teacher to a dinner. So I went to it and they're like, they asked me to get up and say a few words and I got really emotional. Like, I was like, whoa, where is this coming from? Because, you know, sometimes when you you're in a moment and all of a sudden something really genuine comes out of your mouth and you like start like to like lose a little bit. <laughs> um, and I said to them, I said, when I came to Taiwan, I was like a new student, like new student week. You're experiencing everything afresh. You're meeting new people. And I said yes to everything. And I said, when you guys graduate and you leave here and you go out into the world my biggest suggestion is that you say yes to everything. And I don't mean dangerous things. <laughs> no, like 
try everything. Be open-minded, go for it, say yes to everything. And I said, it's only in the last year, and this is when this was happening, so probably about three or four years ago, I have started to learn how to say no, and I'm still not really quite sure how to do that. But I am so grateful that I said yes for so many years. And that has brought me to some really great places. It has brought me to a greater understanding of Taiwan and and people I know and my family and myself. And it's a great way to be, to always say yes. But then you get a little bit older and you need to rein it in. (laughs) Yeah. Because you can't do everything. You can't do everything and you shouldn't do everything. And I think part of maturing and growing older is learning which things are right for you and which things are not right for you and and kind of being playing an active role in creating your path and charting the waters and becoming the person that you're supposed to become and i mean supposed to become i don't think that's set in stone but it's the person you want to become or are most suited to become and um saying no is actually part of the curation process but you can't curate it too early You have to wait to curate it. God, I feel like I'm giving advice now. This has been Andrew. Adjectives, huh? Right now, we're listening to Your Name is Taiwan by Zengineers. Oh, nice. (laughs) Um, You want a lot or like one or two? This episode, we also heard Taiwan by Fiendish Fib and My Dub is Taiwan by Vol Phonic. You can find these tracks on freemusicarchive.org or follow the links on our website. Oh, I mean, there, there are too many. Okay. <laughs> I mean, not because I'm a, like a particularly complex person, but because, because I mean, you can use, use a million adjectives to describe every single person, right? Um, I am an optimist. If you missed Andrew's mini-episode released last week, please go back and have a listen. In it, he explains his issues with the process of coming out as gay. I am a funny guy. (laughs) Who thinks he's funny? (laughs) Um, I'm sensitive about things related to me, about things related to other people. I am bit silly bit of a ham if you liked this episode feel free to share it on facebook you can also support us by rating the podcast on stitcher or itunes or by donating to our patreon at patreon.com identity conversations caroline did and because she did she is amazing conscientious that's a nice one see now i can't say humble <laughs> i like to share things i love So I want to give a shout out to this one cafe in Iowa City. It's called High Ground. They're not paying me to say this or anything. I just really loved it. And I edited the first five episodes of this show in this amazing cafe. So if you're in Iowa City, give it a try. It's on the corner of Market and Lynn. Awkward at times. How's that? (laughs) Um, Well-meaning. I think brave at times. Hmm opinionated open-minded I think I'm a pretty giving person are you a giving person? 
If you like this podcast, give us the gift of supporting us however you can. That might be donating to our Patreon, writing a review, or just sharing your favorite episodes with friends. You can't say no. Listeners, I'm glad you said yes to this podcast and to this super cheesy credit section. Is that an adjective? (laughs) See you next week.